Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Doctor and the Dork. This is The Dork here with our co-hostess, The Doctor. I almost messed that up, by the way. Hi, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Alright, so once again, I think this week uh, Olivia is going to take it away and start off with her Doctor segment. Um, I'm a bit all over the place, so then we'll have a little Dork segment. And I think it's going to be more us just going back and forth chatting today. I think so. I think that will be enjoyable. Well, hello, everybody. I hope you've had an amazing week-ish. Today, for the doctor segment, I have, as promised, a new drug approval for you. Um, This one isn't quite as new. It was earlier this year, but um, there was nothing too interesting in the past week. So, this drug is called Cuvivic, or Darexdurant. Don't look at me. I can't even pronounce it after you said it. So. <laughs> Anyways, um, so this drug is for insomnia. It's the latest kind of sleep drug that there is. Um, usually take 25 to 50 milligrams before bed, about 30 minutes before bedtime. A big kind of caveat to that is you have to make sure you can get at least seven hours of sleep if you're going to take this medication. Um, and there are actually quite a bit um, of warnings or cautions associated with the medication. So um, sometimes the things they put in here seem a little ridiculous. For example, don't use if you have narcolepsy. Well, if you have narcolepsy, you're falling asleep. I don't know why you'd be taking this drug <laughs> to begin with. Um, but it has been suggested that it might increase depression symptoms or suicide ideation can cause sleep paralysis or sleepwalking, and it actually has some respiratory concerns associated with it. So, um, is this really going to catch on? I don't know. There's already so many sleep medications out there, like Lunesta and Ambien, um, and so on. But what do you think, Frankie? Do you think you would take this for insomnia? No, but I also don't really take anything for sleep. So, that's just me personally. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know as though I would take... I mean, what are some benefits of it compared to, like, other drugs? I guess I would have to know that stuff, right? Yeah, so in these sleeping trials, there's, like, a couple outcomes they look at, but the most common two are how fast were you able to fall asleep and then how long were you able to stay asleep for. But to your point, it kind of extrapolates that, say, a drug lets you sleep eight hours instead of seven hours, that since you've got more sleep, you're going to have kind of better quality of life during your waking hours, but I think you listen to that sleep book. I think just because you sleep longer doesn't necessarily mean it's a better quality of sleep. Yeah, that was going to be my next follow-up was, I know plenty of people who get nine hours of sleep and still don't wake up feeling rested. I mean, I know myself, I I usually get seven, seven and a half, and I don't really wake up feeling that rested, but that's probably because I have the world's worst bed, so... That is possible. Alright, so that was kind of my first one. Like I said, not the most interesting drug, but nonetheless, it was a new approval. My next segment is going to be on a kind of new online pharmacy that kind of kicked up earlier this year, and we haven't talked about it yet, so I thought it'd be interesting to bring up. Amazon? No, Mark Cuban's pharmacy. Do you know who Mark Cuban is? I do. He's a billionaire. Yeah, he's I know him best from Shark Tank, but people might know him from other places, too. Um, but yeah, did you know he started his own pharmacy online? You know, now that you say that, I've definitely heard something about it, but this was a while back. Like, I think I had heard that he was doing something with it. I didn't know it was actually active. Yeah, so it's live now. So the website, I'll give him a free plug, is costplusdrugs.com. 
Um, and he's very transparent about his cost. So overall, he takes the cost from the manufacturer, he marks it up 15%, and then charges $3 for associated labor costs. Um, so everything's very transparent, and I put a few kind of examples here for drugs as to like what you may pay at your typical drugstore versus what you're going to pay um, at his pharmacy. So kind of the big one that I see cited the most often is a cancer drug, so not too surprising this is going to be a really drastic difference we're seeing here, but I think it's very drastic. So um, the cost for his pharmacy is $14.40, and the typical cost you pay at a normal drug retail store is $2,502. What? Yeah. So before we get too much into that, that's kind of an extreme example. Some other examples, lisinopril, that's a typical hypertension or blood pressure medication. You'd pay $3.60 with him versus $24.00. And then sertraline, which is a common antidepressant, $3.90 with them versus $74 at your typical retail store. So even some of these more common drugs, we're still seeing a pretty significant reduction. Yeah, I mean, um, you're not seeing a couple thousand percent right. off. But, yeah. I mean, you are seeing like, hey, it's a third of the price or a quarter of the price. Yeah, so pretty um, wild. Um, it looks like I did a little surfing around his site today, so they don't take any insurance, but I think that's kind of half the reason why they're able to reduce some of these costs. And the real thing is the pharmacy benefit manager. So I don't know if you've ever heard of a PBM no. not being in the pharmacy world, but they're kind of like these weird middlemen between the manufacturers and between the the distributors and the CVSs and Walgreens of the world that essentially, it's almost like they're the ones that make the price. They kind of do all the negotiating behind the scenes, and then based on what they decide, everybody else kind of deals with it. Okay. That um, makes sense. Yeah, it's probably one of the biggest complaints in the pharmacy world. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything... Like, what other big drug... What's, like, another really common drug that somebody would take that they that they overpay for or that people i heard recently an interview with mark cuban like insulins and EpiPens, because those have both been yeah yeah those two like everyone knows those two so they don't they don't have those yet on the site so right now he has 800 drugs on the site um and they're hoping to get some more right now it's all generics and he's hoping to get some brand names on there before the end of the year um in an interview from april he's hoping to get to over 2000 by the end of the year Jeez. And so insulin and EpiPens were definitely on his list of who he's hoping to get. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that would be huge because I know those have been upcharged so many times. I mean, for sure. But how often do you hear something about that? If you don't have insurance or you feel like you're paying too much for your drugs, <laughs> I would definitely suggest going to his website and typing in your medication and seeing if it's an option there. But that's all for the doctor segment. That's all you had? That's all I had. Ladies and gentlemen. I just want you to know, she had, like, five paragraphs worth of written stuff. I did not have stuff. five paragraphs. I have, like, ten bullet points, and it's because I didn't know anything about that drug before an hour ago. Also, every bullet point had ten other bullet points. It has a couple sub-bullet <laughs> points. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So, as you know, the dork here is uh, far less prepared than the doctor, per usual. I mean, that's, like, my whole M.O. Um, but this week I wanted to talk about some nerdy stuff, uh, cause I have next to me a literal pile of Dungeons and Dragons stuff. And last time we said we were going to be getting into this and now it's, it's here. I have everything. I got my little dungeon master shield that I can hide behind with all my fun facts. 
I've got three main stories. Um, which you know what? Let me let me see which ones we got here. This is how unprepared oh, I am. No. See, he makes fun of my bullet points, and he doesn't even have anything ready to go. <laughs> but I got him right here next to me. Mm-hmm. So we have the Curse of Strahd. Um, which is a vampire one. From my understanding, it's one of the highest rated stories of all time in Dungeons of Dragons. We have Tales from the Yawning Portal, which is supposed to be seven of their best dungeons. And then the Tomb of Annihilation. And let me just say, we haven't played any of them, and I'm still super excited. Like, haven't even cracked them open. And I'm so excited. So, um... Yeah, so just saying, if you guys have been thinking about getting into Dungeons and Dragons or Magic the Gathering, what character do you think you're gonna play? I'm gonna What's be the dungeon master. Character? Oh, so you don't even get a character? No, I'm the world. Oh, I, I get didn't to be. Know that. I get to be everything that you guys aren't. I think I'm gonna be a wizard, but I haven't decided for sure. A wizard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I can see you being a wizard. You're really sarcastic, mysterious. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm really excited to play. I'm hoping it goes well. It's my first time DMing. Um, and then, other than that, I've been really into uh, my Aliens Fireteam Alpha. Um, they recently released a uh, another DLC for it that came out uh, at the very end of August. So it's been out for like a whopping six days. Been having a blast with that. It's a lot of fun. Um, they have a whole new section of aliens for you to go after. The doctor loves it when I play video games all day. So um, I really he, think he's he's using his maximum potential. Yes. Doing so. Yes, I am maximizing what my life could be by playing video <laughs> games. <laughs> so today it's been pretty rainy and dreary. So. Um. Other than that, guys. Uh, all right. Let's I don't get have into anything crazy. Stuff. That was. So, <laughs> That was basically the same segment you gave last week. Maybe that was you can not bring the us same. something new next week. That was not the same segment. Last time, I didn't have all my cool stuff. Okay. Alright, so this week what I wanted to talk about was marathon training and how awful it is and how I really need to start manifesting and envisioning myself crossing the finish line because I've been feeling a little down in the dumps about my marathon situation and Frankie doesn't really understand because he's just, like, a boy and in shape and he could just couch to marathon it. I mean, he will have to pay the consequences, but he could do it. And here I am on week, like, 13 of training, and I'm still not sure if I'm going to be able to cross mm-hmm. the finish line. Ladies and gentlemen, look, <laughs> I just want to... Not for nothing, I think she doesn't give me enough credit for my pain tolerance <laughs> I'm willing to charge headlong into. Mm. Um, because can I couch the marathon it? Yes. Can I do it well? No. And that's the part that she leaves out. That's the She leaves out the two and a half hours of muscle cramps and somehow, <laughs> you know, walking across the finish line. Not running, mind you, because that's not an option at that point. This but. is what else I'm afraid of. So I'm, I'm a pretty slow runner, right? So... The course time is six hours. I'm just hoping to finish before the course closes, right? Because otherwise they're going to come pick me up with the sweeper van and tell me I was too slow at mile 24 and that I'm a <laughs> failure. <laughs> and I don't remember where I was going with that. I got you distracted. You're worried about not making it in time. Oh, yeah. You're worried about the six-hour cutoff time. Yes, I'm worried about the six-hour cutoff time. 
But my biggest concern is, like, I haven't had any of this, like, muscle cramping and stuff. And everything I read, people are like, the first half of the race is 20 miles, the last six miles is the second half. And they're like, you're gonna run out of glycogen stores, and you're gonna start cramping nonstop. And it's like, I can hardly run when I'm feeling good by mile 15. I don't know <laughs> what I'm gonna do if I hit mile 22 and have all of these symptoms. I'm not gonna lie, I really, I don't mean this in a bad way. I hope you get some bad cramps on your 20-mile run. Just so I can Just so you know what to expect. Because I'm telling you, when you get that first cramp and lightning shoots through your leg and suddenly everything in your leg is just, you're being stabbed everywhere. The only advantage I have on Frankie that I think might help me overcome this, minus the fact that I've been slowly, gradually building up rather than just kind of randomly throwing this all on my body, is that... I can snack all day long. So I'm going to have so many calories with me. So unlike his body where it had to start feeding on muscle, my body's going to be having a new snack every 45 minutes of this run. <laughs> yeah, no, having a really low body fat percentage does not help you in long distance And last running. year, did you even stop for any of the goose before you started cramping? Um, no, not really. Okay, well... So that may make it. I mean, look, I don't, guys, I make no excuses for my poor (laughs) marathon performance. I went into it with no prep. I'm talking no dieting, no good sleep, no training. Like, I just showed up in a pair of shoes and went and ran it. But anybody who (laughs) has ran a marathon, why don't you write in to drindork at gmail.com and tell us what your first marathon experience was like. What about, we have some some fans maybe who want to get into running. Do you have any advice for those people? Um, no. Much like when uh, we first started dating, Mm -hmm. and uh, I suckered you into running, and you hated it for the first year. Um, All I have to tell people is, much like anything else, if you get into it for the right reasons, you're going to like it. If you get into running and you just do it, you're, like... What are the right, what's, give me, like, top two good... Good reason. If you start running, not in spite of weight loss or something, if you do it as a a reason to get outside and get healthy and you want to go see things or better yet, I personally love running for clearing my mind. It's a great time. I can think for myself. Like it's nice to just be out doing something. Um, And it's not as labor intensive as lifting in the aspect of you have to focus on your lift, you can zone out while you're running. Um, they have a lot of really nice trails out there. They're very scenic. Um, you know, you meet a lot of nice people out on these trails. I mean, nobody that you're stopping to have a conversation with, but you get a lot of nice good mornings. They're smiling, happy people. Um, no, and I overall, I think cardiovascular uh, health is really good for you. How many people have ever, like, looked at something and been like, wow, I have to, you know, some monumental task. And they're like, oh, now I have to fake being out of breath, Mm, right? I'm not going to say that that's like a big issue for me. I've always been in good cardiovascular health. But I've had plenty of people throughout my life that have been like, yeah, I've tried to cover that up. Like that I got winded walking up three flights of stairs with 100 pounds or something or something goofy, right? Um, No, I think you bring up some good points. I think you're right. Your reason for doing it should be more of just like where you just want to do it less for your body and more for your mind, I think is the the good way to approach it. And if it improves your body secondhand unintentionally, I think that's a great benefit. But I don't I really don't think that's that's really the cause unless maybe like 
maybe you're feeling out of breath going upstairs or something, right? We've all been there. Anybody who went to St. Lawrence and you had to climb the three stairs of the Johnson Science Hall, like, we'll never, I think I'd still be out of breath if I had to go up those <laughs> stairs now. But, like, I don't know, make it more, like, quality goals rather than, like, I don't know. I think back when we were training, me, you, and Chloe were training for that, that 8K in Buffalo, and at that time, an AK seemed like an infinite number of miles they'll have to run. And you know what? I still walk on my runs these days. Like, if all you want to do is get out there and start just walking, you know, a mile every day, get out there and walk a mile. And guess what? Eventually you're going to be like, ugh, this walking is taking too long, and you're going to run a block. And then maybe the week after that, you run two blocks. And I think it's just like, just listen to your body and take it easy. Do no, what works it's, for you. That's so very true. Up. No, that's all very good advice. Um, yeah, I would say just have the right reasons for doing it, much like anything else, you know? People, a lot of people get into weightlifting, you know, in January, right? They make their new year, new me. And then everyone falls out of it, you know? We all know that time. True, anybody who's been to the gym, you go in January, that place is packed, you go in... uh, By March, it's empty. Yeah. (laughs) Ghost town, right? And it's because people didn't have good enough reasons to be there. Yeah. You know, just, uh, I want to be in better shape. It's too vague. Yeah. That's the, I'd like to be able to do something. There needs to be a goal at the end of the tunnel. No, that's um, But yeah, I, overall, I really do like, uh, I really do like my cardio. Do you want to um, talk about your calf sleeves that you're wearing? I was going to talk about all the cool stuff I just splurged on for running. So guys, I just want you to know, I've never been that schnobby guy running with all the cool gear and the booty shorts and the nice shoes. I used to run in vans with cargo shorts and a t-shirt. Like, like a graphic t-shirt. That was like my thing, uh-huh. right? These days, I recently, I just listened to that recently. At the beginning of the year, I purchased a, uh, a nice pair of flats um, to run in. They're really light. They're nice training shoes. I think I'm going to do the marathon in them. Um, and then recently, as of today, actually, I went and got some inserts for my running shoes for some heel support because... Let me tell you guys, running on some flat shoes when you have high arches on the inside, my calves were getting so messed up and so were my ankles and arches. And then I splurged on some calf compression socks. And let me tell you guys, night and day difference. Already love it. I haven't taken them off. He looks like an old man. I literally didn't even pay for them and I haven't taken them off since. I literally put them on (laughs) before we paid and haven't taken them off. I'm going to give a shout out though to Fleet Feet because if you're looking to get new shoes or you need some insights, they really take their time to analyze your feet and your walk. Yes, guys. Fleet Feet out of uh, West Hartford is a great stop. They, uh, they'll measure your feet. I found out that my left foot is a full, not like half size, so not like eight to eight and a half. No, no, it is a full size bigger than my right foot. Just wild to me you didn't know that. Um, which I guess I always kind of knew because I can see it here, but I don't know. I never really noticed. And, uh, all right, let's switch gears yeah, because sense. we've probably lost all of our non-running listeners, which is <laughs> all of them. <laughs> so... I thought next we could talk about the Renaissance Fair. Ooh, the Renaissance Fair where I'll I got start. my horn. I'll start because Frankie's been talking a lot. We all know how that <laughs> happens. So, Renaissance Fair. I hadn't been to a Renaissance Festival since I was a small child and my aunt brought me and we would dress up all to the nines. And, um, I don't know. I don't remember loving it all that much as a kid. But it was nice to go to this one. I had a turkey leg for my first time. 
Um, it was right after our 18-mile run this week, so it was much needed. But the skin, it was just so hard to bite into. I wish somebody could have just taken the skin off for me, and then I could have just gotten to the meat inside. Um, my only other regret was not getting corn, which reminds me, how many of you guys have heard the corn song? And if you have, tell me it's your favorite song <laughs> ever, because I already know that it is. No, no, you got it. Corn. <laughs> a big lump with knobs. It has the juice. It has the juice. I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. Is that what you were looking for? That's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was the doctor. Give it up for her. Um, what do you think about the Renaissance Festival? I really enjoyed the Renaissance Festival. I bought a drinking horn, guys. Very pleased with it. Um, very pleased. Like, it... It has a shoulder strap and everything. It fits really well up against my waist, even with like water in it. Um, I haven't tried any beer. A walking stick, though. No, I was really disappointed in in the vendors. I guess you could say the fact that uh, there was nobody selling wizard hats or cloaks or like hiking staffs. I have or... a question, which you're going to be embarrassed for me that I've asked, but you yeah. like history stuff. Yeah. Okay, so you know like the whole Salem witch trials yes. period of time? That did not overlap with the Renaissance period of time, did it? No. Because there was a lot of stuff at that festival that was tarot card reading, psychic stuff, brooms, witch stuff that I was like, this, I didn't know we were at the Salem Witch no, Trials right now. I thought we were at the Renaissance Festival. Renaissance fairs are very, um, yeah, I don't want to say D&D oriented, but they're very, um, they're very into the nerdy life, you know, so you can dress up as anything you the want. The mythological there. type of, is there yeah, like tangential? Yeah, I mean, you get some steampunk people, you get your lords and ladies and, uh, your knights and princesses and, um... But you get some witch stuff in there. Honestly, it, it's really just a conglomerate of multiple nerdy things. Okay. Um, really, the big thing is people like to go and dress up and just have a good time. Yeah. And I tell you what, some if you guys went, if you're listening to this and you went to the Renaissance Fair and dressed up, you know, kudos. 10 out of 10, I loved just about everybody's costumes that showed up dressed up. Um, I just have, I have a blast. I love the energy. Everyone there is there having a good time. Um, yeah, we got to watch, like, uh, the jousting. That was cool. That was pretty neat. Um, what else did we do? Uh, kind of walking around. Lots yeah, we did a lot of walking shops. around. There's a lot of interesting stuff there. Um, everything was very, like, the turkey handmade, legs were... I would say. Yes, yeah, that's a big Like, thing. everything was very pricey, but I also feel like you were getting what you paid for. You were getting a nice like quality handmade product yes that makes sense yeah or goat made product goat made product i mean i got a horn rip thank you for your service well i don't know like does the goat i should look into that i don't know if the goat has to die in order for me to get i don't think so they dehorn a lot of goats on farms that's what i was thinking so i mean rip his horn (laughs) (laughs) shout out to that goat for his horn it was pretty good a great horn. And then the last thing I thought we could talk about today, unless you have something else at the end, is that we're going to our rock festival this week. Um, no, that was all I got. Yeah, guys, Blue Ridge Rock Fest. <laughs> I, I just realized I keep using the word guys so much. <laughs> it's okay, Don always texts yeah, me. Yeah, Don. <laughs> Don, I know, I know. I took a long time off. I gotta break my habit again of using that word. <laughs> 
gals. We start using gals. I think it's just a filler word in general. I don't <laughs> think you need to say either of them. No, I really don't need to say either one. You need to go one. back to Toastmasters. I really do. I need to start focusing on it. Anyway. Uh, so we gotta move this microphone next time because I don't think it's serving me. It's not serving you? Is it not I close keep, enough? Well, I just I keep turning to look at you, and when I do, I think my voice goes the wrong way. Why are you way. looking at me? I don't know. It's supposed to be so looking at our look beautiful at. audience. So. Anywho, so tell me what <laughs> band you're most excited for at the concert. I am obviously very stoked for Slipknot, uh, Ice Cube. Let's see here. Um, I haven't seen Jelly Roll. Ice Cube and Jelly Roll are not metal or rock, but they are <laughs> some awesome rappers, and I can't wait to see them. Why they bring rappers to metal festivals, I don't know, but it's a great mixture. I love the vibe. I love that they break up the, uh, I don't want to say monotony, but it's nice having a change of pace. Um, I think it helps your ears appreciate the other music more. Yes. But as for smaller bands, um, there are a lot of female-led metal bands this year at the concert. And this is Blue Ridge Rock Fest, so I'm, I'm really stoked to see just about all of them. I love a good female-led metal band. Um, I think women have the far superior vocals to men when it comes to metal. Um, you don't see a lot of females uh, doing any of the instrumentals. You do see some, uh, but not many in the big what name bands. What is it bands. that you think you like? Like their versatility that they can go from like the soft, gentle kind of voice to the screaming all of a sudden? Yeah, I like their range. Their, yeah. their, their range in vocals is really just unparalleled. Um, they And honestly, their stage presence a lot of times is killer. So much better. A lot of the men stand up there and like mm. they get into it and they're head banging. But the women always get up there and they kill it. They get the whole crowd going. It, it's <laughs> they put on a really good show. That's fair. Um, typically, I think they're a lot. Like I love the band in this moment. I saw them when I was younger. I loved seeing. I can't tell how many times I've seen them at mm. this point. Well over a dozen, and I love seeing them every time. I think they have a great show. They, honestly, their whole set is awesome. I think their music is good. Far better than what it used to be, for sure. Their early music was very... Uh, it was a, a niche, like, uh, metal. Um, a, lot of, a lot of death metal. Are you going to ask me who I'm excited to see? We all know who you're excited oh. to see. Olivia is all about her angsty teenage years, so anything <laughs> that fits into, like, that, that emo punk Yeah, sound. so I'm most excited to see Story of the Year, just because they gotta be getting old, and I can't believe they're even gonna be there. Even though I definitely only know two songs by them, and it's <laughs> definitely their least metal two songs, so, like, I'll be lucky if they play one of them. I bet they'll play them. Um, and then, besides that, I'm really excited to see Grandson. I saw him last year, but I'd like to see him again. Once again, I think he has a very different sound than most of the music that will be there. Um, but I think it'll be nice to break it up. It also is a very different operation. Like most yes. times you, you see a band get up there and they've got the drummer, they got a singer, a guitarist, a bassist, and maybe a fifth member. Yeah. Um, a lot of times it's just four people up there, sometimes five, but grandson gets up there. It's just, there was just two of them. If I remember. Yeah. Correctly, it's like the right? guy doing the soundboard. And then I think grandson may have his own little side soundboard yeah. off to the side, but yeah, no, it's a very interesting operation. And then the last band I think I'm excited to see is Newfound Glory because I guess I, until I played them in the car the other day with Frankie, I kind of forgot that I knew a lot of the words to a lot of their songs, so. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but, the doctor here doesn't realize she knows, like, 
75 percent oh, of the band stone temple pilots yes i think i'm excited to see them though when i was a little kid i'd ride in the car and my mom and dad would always play you know like their classic alternative 90s music and that they definitely made the rotation back in the day they're uh they're really good music they're not ex- they're not metal music i don't even, I, I was gonna say they're not exactly metal music they're but they're not metal music <laughs> um but they're still a very good band and there's honestly everyone's gonna be just as happy to see them for sure. Just because of how legendary they are. Yeah. Um, you know a band is popular and legendary when you go to Spotify and you know all five of their top songs that are listed there. Yes. Yeah. You know, usually usually you'll know the first one, maybe two, but when you know all five, that's how you know they're a popular <laughs> band. <laughs> um, but anything else you want to say to the audience? No, other than uh, calf compression socks for the win. And, um, yeah, I'm going to post a picture of Frankie and his calf compression sock, so don't you all worry. Ladies and gentlemen, it's fantastic. If you haven't followed us on Instagram, you should. I would plug us in, but I don't know our Instagram handle. I leave that to the doctor. Doctor and dork. It's the doctor and the dork. No, it's doctor and dork, not the. There's no Correct. Rise. Yeah. I always do that. That reminds me, though. Um, thank you for everybody who interacts with our posts and for those of you who text after the podcast. Um, Paige, I love your enthusiasm when you comment. One day you'll have to come on the pod and bring your enthusiasm. Today we're lacking a bit of enthusiasm, so we probably could have used you here. But, uh... I blame that on the rainy weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, luckily we got done before the thundering started, so I think that's a plus. But, yeah, shout out to everyone who interacts with us. Jody, Jen, Paige, Don. I'm trying to think who else really is, like, some of our big followers. Um, I don't know. I mean, those are the four that I think off off the top of my head. If I didn't list you guys off and you do interact with us, well, I'm sorry. Interact with us some more and I'll give you a shout out. Wow. <laughs> There's the challenge. Um, maybe for our next episode, we'll pick out a book that we're going to read for our, our Doctor and Dork book club. Better yet, why don't you finish up your ladies book club and I will find one for us. Okay. Because you got a lot of reading to do. I haven't even started this month's book, so. I know. But I, I finished bad. the last book. Um, what was it called? Hmm. It was I that don't good, remember. Huh? It wasn't very good. I don't think I recommend <laughs> it. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we won't talk you off all day. I mean, that was all I got. Yeah, that's it. All right. Toodles. All right, bye. <laughs>